This is Ask an Educator. Welcome to Ask an Educator. I'm Hashim Pipkin, and in this episode, I chat with Angie Millerin, a music and multimedia educator at Elizabeth Forward High School in Elizabeth, Pennsylvania. Take a listen and discover how the Analyzing Media Impacts micro-credential helped her support her students develop the skill of creative problem solving and take ownership of real-world projects. Here we go. Let's jump right in with admittedly a pretty big question, um, but when you think about your motivations as an educator, right, and especially considering your role um, covering a lot of different content areas and really getting a big kind of slice of what students are interested in, what continues to motivate you day in and day out to continue um, supporting your students? I, I think that I try to instill in my students that it's imperative that you never think that you're the best at anything and you never think that anything is perfect. The whole micro-credentialing has made me step back and look at how I approach teaching and I feel like I'm being challenged instead of just having a principal come in and we can watch me teach that who then leaves. And I mean, they're going to say, well, that was a nice class, but they're really not going to be able to say pedagogically how I should be growing as an educator or growing as, you know, a media person. Yeah. And, you know, if we think about what, what do you need to best support your students, it really is a matter of getting deeper into your content area, right? Those kind of high level, you know, pedagogical yes, approaches, they, you know, those are helpful, but it really doesn't close, you know, make that student learning come alive without the content. Correct. Okay. I totally agree. <laughs> and we're, I'm glad to hear that micro-credentials are kind of providing that, that pathway for you. But taking a step back first, how would you describe, say, your day-to-day as an educator? If we are trying to see how professional learning and the support that you just named comes up, right, and maybe not the support you, you need, but just your professional learning that you're able to do as you lead, say, instruction, whether it's with the choir or uh, with students learning about some multimedia approach, how are you able to embed the professional learning you need in that very, very busy schedule? Well, you sort of have to because you have to always be 10 steps ahead of your kids. I did a credential on media literacy in my media course. Um, I did it last year in the fall, and it helped me do a lesson that I've always done, but it helped me step back and really think about the process of going through what I was doing with my kids instead of just throwing out one quick lesson or two quick lessons. I got way more in depth than I would have. And I think they got a better experience because I got more in depth so that I could fulfill my micro credential. Like I think it steered me to maybe not be so on the surface. So, and so tell me a bit more about that, that particular lesson. How did you say before the micro-credential approach it, how would you format it? And then say post micro-credential or during the earning process, what were some of the changes you, you made? Well, I used to just talk about very basic forms of advertising that I would do with kids, like getting on the bandwagon or the, when you watch a commercial and something's repeated three times. And I would mention that in a lesson and maybe you know, watch some different commercials with that class and see what's out there in media and how advertisers are trying to lure you in with their message. 
But then because I was doing this micro-credential, instead of just showing them, I said, all right, Team A, maybe you're going to go create a bandwagon one. And team B, and they began to compete against each other on different forms of advertisement that before I wouldn't have had them trying to one-up each other. I would have just had them all sort of making one type of advertisement. So it made me have to be more open-ended with my prompt and it also had to make me be more diverse in my ability to say, well, you need to do this for this type of advertisement or that for that type of advertisement. And I don't necessarily would have had a whole room working on different things at the same time because that's, you know, the amount of uh, oversight that needs is, is tough. So I think it's made me able to multitask more within my group learning environment. And what were some of the changes or effects you saw with your students as a result of the, the changes you made in the lesson? Did they seem to, you know, be oh, more I, engaged? Yeah. Walk me through some of the student takeaways. They connect more when it's when it's their way to do something and they have a personal investment in what they're doing. They absolutely connect more with both the content and the out the outcome. They owned what they did. And uh, the two classes started their own Twitter feeds because they were competing class against class by the end of it because it was the election year. And I had them work on an election campaign, one for the Republicans and one for the Democrats. And they actually started to own it. So like I had kids that were leaning towards Trump that were working for Clinton and vice versa. So I think it made them more diverse in their thought, but also made them own their product at the end of the day because they were very proud of the hard work they put in. Specifically about the media literacy micro-credential, is there anything you know, as you look back on it, really stood out as being, say, significantly helpful? Was it a aha moment for you when you were, you know, engaging with the micro-credential where you said, this is really, that's what I needed. That's exactly what I was looking for. I maybe wasn't able to articulate it, but after seeing it and say this way, I now know what, what I need to do to, you know, redirect, shift my practice. I, I, I think all the micro-credentials that I've, I've done at this point, the fact that there's such a clear guidelines of what your expectations are on, and for I've done two of them that got denied the first time, but I had to go back in and, and rework them. And having input come back in guidelines made, made me more organized as a teacher. Because sometimes when you're balancing 20 kids attacking a project from a different vantage, you, you lose sight of the guiding principles and, and it provided me with the guiding principles of what I needed to be steering them for. So I think that was by far the most helpful um, out of all of the, the parts of micro-credentialing is I, I felt guided because I was provided with a framework. So looking forward, right, you know, we're about to uh, hit into winter break and then the second kind of hustle of the school year. How do you see micro-credentials, either ones you have already pursued and earned or ones you're looking over, considering earning, but how do you see micro-credentials playing a, a part in um, your continued professional growth? Well, I have made a huge life decision in the last few days that I'm going back for my doctorate in instructional technology. As I move forward, um, I'm hoping to delve more into the the leadership part of it because I've always been like, especially in the creative and fine arts, um, we're kind of product driven. Right. So as long as my kids produce a great concert or produce great videos and keep winning awards and I produce a great yearbook. And so I'm good with the end product, but I think one of the things I'm going to focus on in the next 
uh, semester before I start grad studies again um, is the process of teaching because we walk away from our my undergraduate was in the 1990s so we walk away from the pedagogical study on how to teach and once you're in the field of teaching you do what you have to do to make it work but sometimes you throw out great things that are potentially still needed in your classroom but a principal is not going to catch that in 45 minutes i mean they're getting a snapshot um of you know one an eight 180th of your school year in pennsylvania um so they can't say wow are you really doing enough wait time are you really you know questioning vast learning styles or are you just you know doing what you have to do to get through so I think I might step back and look at what am I doing as an educator, not necessarily as a musician or a multimedia specialist um, in my classroom. So I might be looking at those. So as I prepare to move into my next part of my education, because um, it's instructional technology and leadership, that sort of has some principle how we teach themes coming back in. And I, I want to be a little more prepared on that because 20 years is a long time to have to brush up on. Right. I mean, a curriculum that the teacher training program, any teacher training program from the 1990s is markedly different, you know, than what, oh, yeah. you know, graduates and teachers are, you know, uh, experiencing and expected to be able to do graduating, say, this year. So this is where professional learning is supposed to fill in the gap. And unfortunately, as you named, we talked about already, it often falls short, right? Not being specific enough to really articulate what needs to change, right? Absolutely. And they need to be aware that it's here because how my students learn today cannot be the same as how my students learned in 1999. And it can't be the same as when I went through school and how I learned because things are just changing. It's an ongoing uh, kind of process, as I think you kind of just described. Thanks so much. This was uh, really great. I'm glad we had an opportunity to, you know, finally <laughs> touch base. Yeah, I'm sorry. My life is insane. This is totally uh, very much familiar to me when I'm trying to get a handle of classroom teachers, as they should be, right? They're kind of bouncing everywhere. All right. Have fun at uh, rehearsal. Oh, thank you. Okay. Bye. Take care. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for joining us on Ask an Educator. See you next time.